Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so Matt, I, I was having trouble coming up with a joke this week for reptiles, you know, for tonight's show, because yeah. I try to always kind of tie them into the topic, you know, whatever. So I found this number and I gave this number a call to get some advice and I thought it would really help out. But the guy who answered the phone said, sir, that, that's not what Gatorade is for. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. All right, everybody, here we are again. Thanks for sticking around during our dark week. We're back at it again uh, after taking a little break. Now, that doesn't mean we take a break from work. That's um, right. We're still working. Um, <laughs> we just didn't post anything. Um, so Still still working. See, this, this, is, this is where we really get deep into the time slip. Yeah, right. You know, we got to be careful what we say. We, <laughs> it's yeah. like... What the hell are these guys talking about? This happened, you know, forever ago. Oh, yeah, wait. exactly. <laughs> they recorded it forever ago. They just didn't put it out till now. Uh, so, Matt, how you holding up with the whole quarantine mess? The kids are about to drive me insane. Yep. I mean, you know, I just I can't I can't even describe, and I I, I know that I'm speaking to. So many parents out there that that know what I feel, and you know, I'm. It's not. It's it's much worse for you and Ashley than it is for us because we still have to go to work every day. Yeah, you know, we we get up just like any other day, and we have to trudge our butts out to work. <laughs> um, and you know, so but but the kids are home, right? And and so that means that we show up to our home and it has been turned into romper room <laughs> it's like I mean, lord of the flies oh uh, i'm telling you I, I i look around and i'm like have you seen our trash can we keep it right here it's been right here for the better part of 10 years it has not moved you know and and yet there is trash three feet from it i'm like <laughs> right you you got close you got so close why could you not extend your arm <laughs> and and allow this trash to fall in the can that has not moved right and, and you're just looking around and you're like there's a there's a bowl of milk where one of them's had cereal hours ago hours ago <laughs> and you're like the sink has not moved Right it's, it, right, it's in the same spot. 
And, uh, you know, so I, I'm just, I, it's, it's an everyday routine that the first 30 minutes that I spend are either spent cleaning house, yelling at the kids, or both. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank God, Matt, you are, you are the worst, most impatient parent. You know, I'm, I'm not. I just, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of kids and I'm over it. Right. <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta tell you this, Matt. Um, I, I think I alluded to it earlier today in a text, but um, Michael's aunt got him a air horn for Easter. Oh, sweet! So, yeah, she doesn't like y'all, does she? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so. We we told Michael we said no you can't do this in the house no we're not doing that so I put it up on top of the uh, refrigerator right and that's usually where we put things so that he can't get them well I'm sitting back here in the graveyard working today Ashley is a few rooms over working and she's on a Zoom meeting yeah and next thing we know. Michael has walked up behind her with the air horn and went during her meeting. So I pert near crap myself because I didn't know what was going on. I can only imagine what she did jumping out of her skin, but I don't know how he got that off the refrigerator, first of all. <laughs> and, and, and secondly, why? She's working, and you're going to come up and <laughs> blow an air horn behind her? Don't matter. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, my Lord. That so, makes it even better, really. Yeah, that's true. It, it's more fun that way. Either that so. or if she would like been in the bathroom and he was hiding in the shower. <laughs> that would right. that would That was the only way I can imagine it being better. I remember that we used to do this. You know, I mean, I, I have two, two of my children are legally adults, so that that gives you an insight as to how long I've been doing this parenting <laughs> thing. But there was a time when they were little that you, you had the birthday parties at people's houses. Now, if, if, if your kid is invited to a birthday party, it's, it's, it's back to the, it's at the bowling alley. It's at the roller rink. It's at the jumpy place, whatever, mm -hmm. which th that's a fantastic thing. You know, 300 bucks to, to have the party and you don't have to clean it up. Right. I'm all in. But, you know, I, I can remember, you know, I, I got one one kid like a, a bullhorn that oh, had all these yeah. sound effects. And, and another time we got we got him this like silly putty gift pack that had like glow in the dark, silly putty and smelly silly putty and all yeah. that stuff. And it was like six eggs of silly putty. He opens up. It's like, all right, silly putty. And yep. I look at I look at his dad and I go, I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I and I hate your carpet. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just giving you a reason to to have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this this uh, air horn is going over to the aunt's house now, and it's just staying there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like you know when you get when your kid opens the drum kit at Christmas, you're looking at you're looking at the grandparents like, did 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 I offend you? Yep. At some point this year, what are my, you doing to me? My parents gave uh, him an old Pokemon watch, that digital Pokemon watch. And it's from uh -huh. like when Pokemon was out when I was a kid. So it's an antique. Yeah. Um, well, of course, batteries get put in it. And every five minutes, it goes, whoop, boo, boo, boo. 
<laughs> and I've put it in a drawer downstairs so that I don't have to hear it. And I'll be sitting there watching TV in the morning, drinking coffee, and I hear, and I jump out of my skin. So they're still in trouble for that. Uh-huh. My, my dad and stepmom are still in trouble for that. Um, <laughs> to get off our tangent, if y'all have had any troubles with your children during this quarantine, please let us know. We we find yeah. <laughs> it hysterical and would love to not be the only ones that are having these issues. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but on another note, we want to thank Podbelly, uh, podbelly.com. It's a great uh, network to be involved in, so go check them out. We'd also like to thank tonight's sponsor, Best Fiends. Um, we will talk about them a little bit later. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Um, also, you can find us on YouTube now. We have a YouTube channel. Um, so you should just be able to type in Graveyard Tales and find us, uh, Graveyard Tales podcast, and find us. But there is a link at the top of the show notes if you if you go down scroll below the episode here there's a link toward the top of the notes there that'll take you directly to our youtube channel subscribe on there we're trying to post the episodes the monday after they drop on the podcatchers the audio will go up on youtube if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of those show notes you'll find our sources where you can go follow our rabbit holes that we follow down to learn more about the topic that we weren't able to cover in the yep. episode. So, Matt, on that note, <laughs> what are our sources about this week? Our sources are about reptilians. This is going to be good. <laughs> and and how they uh, they are apparently con- controlling the world. Yes, you know, they are. I, I had I had no idea. Yeah. I, I literally you, I mean, you, I, I've got I've got one in my house right now. And, yeah, you are not you know, woke. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that you know the, this thing. I'm going to get up one morning, and he's going to be sitting on the couch smoking a pipe, reading the newspaper, and he's going to be going, "Well, I just figured it was time to let you in on the secret." Yep. You know, like, I do appreciate <laughs> the uh, crickets that you've been delivering for the past few That's weeks. Right. Um, uh, he's probably pissed because we have we have switched switched her from crickets to worms. Um, oh yeah. Let me tell you, you can go broke buying crickets for a, uh, a you know, two foot long bearded dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, but we are, we're talking about reptilians and I, and, and I found, I, I found this number many times and I don't, I don't really know. They've, they've kind of come up with this number. They've extrapolated a, a lot of hearsay to come up with this number, but Data of, in quotes. Yes, yes, yes. As of 2013, it's estimated that around 12 million Americans believe that reptilian beings control the government. And That's and a lot some, of millions, man. And, and some go farther to say that they believe that they themselves have had contact with alien lizards. Whew. Yeah, that's what I, I, it's like 12 million. Yeah, I, I would have probably believed 12. Yeah, or um, a million, maybe. M- maybe, but why? Why? Why would that many people be convinced? Or it, even if they're not convinced, even if they're just entertaining the idea that reptilian beings 
run the world or much less run the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Um, what on earth could have prompted such a belief? That is is what we're going to get into tonight. That's the crux and, uh, of it. And and we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know how to how to spot a reptilian. We're gonna we're gonna describe what they're like, and we're gonna even talk about some famous people that are believed to be reptilian. So it's so gonna be a back, good one. Sit back. This is gonna be a fun one. Yeah, bunny. <laughs> So we got to talk, you know, we got to we got to talk about the history of this whole thing. And, and you know me, I'm a history buff. So so when we get a topic that we're looking at, I, I try to find some of the earliest recorded data on whatever it is we're talking about to, you know, kind of bring a little context to things. Well, one thing I found on Gaia and I, I'm sure everybody who listens to our show knows what Gaia the website Gaia is I mean it, it it's out there uh been out there for a while and and you can find they they got a lot of stuff on there that pertains to kind of our realm yeah if it's if it's strange bizarre science fictiony anything like that you can bet there's a dozen articles yeah. on Gaia about and it. I love it I love yeah. Gaia um so what does Gaia say about reptilians and reptile aliens and they say no other alien species strikes as much fear in the human psyche as the reptilian these beings snake-like in appearance and malevolent by nature are the stuff of nightmares is it possible that reptilian humanoids are the source of the devils and demonic entities who have tortured humanity since early history Many alien researchers and contactees postulate that these lizard creatures may have been the mythological characters spoken of in numerous ancient religious texts and folk beliefs. So, we've got to take a look at some of those different mythologies, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, lay it on us. All right, here we go, laying it on you. So, Reptilian humanoids or anthropomorphic reptiles have appeared in folklore, fiction, and conspiracy theories. Um, a lot of cultures have legends of creatures that are part human, part reptile. And one of the first historical depictions of reptilian humanoids was in ancient Egypt. Uh, there was a deity named Sobek who had the head of a crocodile, and he was depicted with similar traits to a crocodile. Like he was aggressive and very animalistic and everything. So you can look at these old Egyptian depictions of their gods, and there is one with a reptilian head. You've seen it all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's pretty common. And there's not just in ancient Egypt. You you see them in other, other cultures, too. Right. Um, and... Just to preface a lot of these, there are a lot of names of deities from other languages that I'm going to mispronounce. So I apologize <laughs> up front. Uh, I won't All do right. it for every one of them, but I'm going to apologize up front that I'm going to take my best stab at it and you get what you get out of my southern tongue. Yeah. Um, oh, Sobek was an easy one. Right. That That's that it. was easy. And this next one, this next one I, I have heard and is pretty easy because in South Asia and Southeast Asian mythology, the Naga are semi-divine creatures, which are half human and half serpent. So if, if you were 
um, you know, originally of Asian descent, you have you probably have heard of the Naga your whole life. It's a very prevalent deity um, there in Asia. Now, in Chinese mythology, there exists a special reverence for reptilian creatures. Dragon kings symbolize the power of the four elemental corners, shape-shifting into humans at will, and they are pulled by celestial dragons in their heavenly chariots. In Islamic mythology, the jinn, who we've discussed a little bit in other episodes, are creatures of smokeless fire who sometimes appear as snake-like beings. Now, the jinn were created by God and exist under the same rules as mankind. So, a little more human than alien right, in that right, sense. Yeah. Now, in the Bible, there are also claims that the snake from Genesis was in fact a reptilian being who convinced Eve to break her oath to God by tasting the forbidden fruit of knowledge. So, before we continue, I have to ask the question, are these all just different representations of reptilian aliens described in the parlance of the time? Hmm. Or, Could, or are they aliens at all? Right. Is it something else? Is Is it... You know, just mythology. Is it just the the ancient reverence for lizards, reptiles, snakes, stuff like that, that they, they see a power in them and they don't know how to explain, you know, or they do know how to explain and, and they're putting them up to godly status because a tiny little snake can kill a human, you yeah, know, yeah. or... Was it something that has lived on Earth since before humankind? I think that th- that concept comes from dinosaurs. Yes, yes. You know, there's you know there's a there's a lot of idea that you know dinosaurs were here first. You know, humans came much later. Mm-hmm. And, and there there's a lot of stories about dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. hear it all the time. I mean, even even now, I mean, you think about it. I mean, you know, Jurassic Park didn't just, you know, bring dinosaurs back. I mean, they, they really never left. It was just a new way of telling the story. It was just a way sure. to bring them into modern times. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I think humans' fascination with, with the idea that, you know, reptiles ruled the earth. I, I think if you course you know now we know that that dinosaurs actually had more in common with modern day birds than they actually did with reptiles but mm-hmm. you know that aside <laughs> um you know this this idea that 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 reptiles did they they rule i mean right. you know they were the dominant species at the time you know from from the smallest ones to the ones that were you know bigger than houses, um, you know, they were dominant. And so, you know, a lot of times I think this, this reverence that we see, you know, in ancient culture, it stems from a lot of that when you, you when they would find drag, uh, dragon, when <laughs> we've they would, done that episode, when, when they would find dinosaur bones, they, they may not understand, you know, exactly what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if they found, you know, a, a bone to, you know, a, a, a T-Rex. 
I mean, can you imagine? You know, mm-hmm. like, what the heck was this? This must have been a dragon, you know, which would be a reptile, which would say, you know, uh, well, these things, you know, they were they were bad news, man. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I'm glad we don't gods. see these walking around anymore. And then some guys like, are you sure we don't? You know, right. So yeah, well, I, th- I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Well, and I I left this theory off of the note so that I could throw it at you at the appropriate time. And I think this is the appropriate time. Um, There is a theory that lizards or dinosaurs from then did not fully die off and they went underground. And they evolved into humanoid type, anthropomorphic type uh, beings, stood upright a lot could crawl, but they they developed into two legged beings. Mm-hmm. They became smart and they waited out the period until they could emerge again. The whole time evolving to a path very similar to how we evolved, and they arose from the ground, and now they walk among us. They're able to shape shift and. We don't know it, but it's the underground reptilian race that has lived on Earth since before humans because they were there when the dinosaurs were there and they just evolved and became intelligent. And there are some ancient people's stories that go along with that, that, uh, you know, reptilian people rose from the ground and taught the humans. And, you know, science and researchers have actually taken real uh dinosaur species and evolved them mm-hmm. you know through com- computer generated evolution to show that at at least the idea that a dinosaur could evolve to be an upright more humanoid type creature is not entirely preposterous right you know that there there were plenty of bipedal dinosaurs that had enough characteristics that if they just evolved a little more right that all of a sudden you're seeing something that looks far more like a human reptile combo than just a reptile or just a human Right, exactly. And one one of these ancient cultures that believe this is the ancient Aboriginal people of Australia. There is a lizard god of Australia whose name literally means flycatcher. And the Aranda of Central Australia say that the world was originally covered by the ocean with only a few hills protruding from the saltwater. On the slopes of these primeval hills lived the... Relia Manaringa, which which means two grown together. Um, These underdeveloped beings had their eyes and ears closed. Instead of a mouth, they had a small hole. Their fists were closed and their arms and legs were both attached to the trunk. Now, for a long time, they lived in this symbiotic state. Then the level of the waters fell and Mangar Kunjur Kunja, a lizard ancestor, came and separated them with a stone knife. Afterward, he cut all the openings, giving them eyes, ears, nostrils, and so on. 
So if you look at this as, okay, a, a lizard went underground, you know, lizard peoples, lizard race went underground and started to develop, well, during the, you know, when the world was covered mostly by water, when we didn't have ice caps on either end, like we mm-hmm. do now, mm-hmm. um, the water level would have been higher. So when this water started to refreeze at the poles, could a reptilian being that had evolved to be intelligent come out and, you know, kind of started this legend? Not exactly how this says, but could that could it have taught early humans things, you know? And if we're going down this train of thought, you know, stop throwing things at the speakers, people. This is a possibility if we're going down this this train of thinking, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this is a topic. You know what we're what we're talking about right now. It, it's a topic where you really have to open your mind. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it, if you're if you're just completely closed minded to this, then this all sounds like a whole bunch of junk. Yep. But if you if you'll just kind of open your mind to the possibility, then you can you, you can see the formulation of these theories you know i'm not i'm not telling you to believe it i'm just telling you don't don't just dismiss it you know do like you would during a fictional superhero movie suspend disbelief for a little while exactly and let's let's discuss this you know as if these are possible plot plausible theories just like an alien came down and is super strong and he flies around earth and can you know rip steel in half and they call him superman and he works at a newspaper you know let's suspend disbelief for a little bit and let's talk about this so another ancient race or or peoples that people talk about is the Anunnaki of Mesopotamia. And I mean, if you don't know who the Anunnaki is, at least by the name, then you haven't watched the history channel at all. Um, Because they talk about it all the (laughs) time. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, Now this is while the ancient Anunnaki were nearly always represented in a humanoid form, numerous traits indicate clear differences between the Anunnaki and ordinary humans. Now, the facial features of the ancient Anunnaki gods were always well hidden thanks to the large beards. And even though their facial features indicate a similarity with humans, there are many aspects that have led numerous researchers to suspect there is something off with the depiction of these gods. Many believe that there is a clear connection between the ancient Anunnaki and representations of reptilian beings on Earth. So th- this is going along the same lines as what we talked about originally, that this is not an ancient reptilian race that was here. This is a race that, you know, a, a reptilian alien race that has come here and kind of blending in. Now, this says, interestingly, the word used to describe the ancient Anunnaki in ancient Mesopotamia is Sir, S-I-R, which translated, it means dragon or big serpent. But there are quite a few details which hint towards a reptilian origin of the Anunnaki beyond the symbolism of the snake or dragon. 
Among the thousands of mysterious artifacts and Sumerian statues of the gods found on site, researchers discovered numerous representations of, quote, the mother goddess of fertility. Now, the only thing off here is the fact that the statues of the mother goddess of fertility show discrepancies which are highly unusual. While the figurines display an anthropomorphic body, the heads of the statues are anything but human. They, uh, they have clear zoomorphic traits. Both male and female figurines display lizard-like characteristics. They have elongated faces, elongated skulls, large oval eyes, and broad shoulders. So go look that up. I mean, if, if you look up the picture of that, um, you will see that looks like an, a representation of what we would consider an alien nowadays. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now... Let's talk about some other, at least one other thing here. The name Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl literally means feathered snake or feathered serpent. Now, the meaning of his local name in other Mesoamerican languages is similar. The Maya of the Yucatan knew him as Kukulkan. Uh, the Quiche Maya of Guatemala as Gucumats. Now, both names can be translated to feathered snake or feathered serpent. So, I mean, and, and you look at a lot of these, it, it's, they talk about this snake that could fly that, you know, the, if you search ancient alien gods, Quetzalcoatl and Kukulkan will come up all the time mm-hmm. because yeah. that Quetzalcoatl is the one that they believe on his tomb has him in a spaceship driving the spaceship. Yeah. They swear that that's what it is. Well, the feathered serpent deity was important in art and religion in most of Mesoamerica for close to 2,000 years. Now, from the pre-classic era up until Spanish conquest, civilizations worshiping the feathered serpent included the Olmec, the Mixtec, the Toltec, the Aztec, um, who adopted it from the people of Teotihuacan and the Maya. So this is ancient belief in a reptilian or a, or a snake god. Mm-hmm. Um, the cult of the serpent in Mesoamerica is very old, and there are representations of snakes with bird-like characteristics as old as the Olmec Pre-Classic, which is 1150 to 500 B.C. So we have these, I mean, it's it's ancient. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, what? Everybody has seen a, a representation of this, you know, the, the winged serpent. Um, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's funny that, that they show up in, in so many different cultures. Um, and, and this idea that, you know, the, the Aztecs and the Mayans um, were, were an advanced culture. But yet, right. you know, this was this was their belief. So it, it really does kind of make you wonder what led them to this. I mean, they did they just make it up? It, that that doesn't seem reasonable because they right. they were such an advanced culture. And that, for so many to be- believe that and make it up, all right. make up the same thing. Right. You know, or and it and it obviously it, it doesn't seem like it was eastern influence um, right you know because the, the spanish didn't show up 
you know, with a, with a whole bunch of symbols that had winged serpents. You know, or, or, I don't know. Maybe they did. I, I've never seen anything like that. You right. know, so they didn't they didn't get it from that. They they discovered it when they arrived. Um, you know, so it it is it is very strange. It does make you think. You know what what prompted this belief? What 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 prompted these images and these statues and these carvings that you know we're seeing just this repetition of lizard like reptilian creatures? Um, you know, winged or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, well, some people say that these creatures. The reptilian aliens actually originate from the star system of Draco. And if you look it up, a lot of people will call them, you know, Draco aliens or um, Draco is always in the the description somewhere because they believe that's the star system that they come from. Now, we got to talk about what these reptoids or reptilian beings look like. If you're going to know if one's around you, you got to know if, you know, what they look like. So they range from five and a half to nine feet tall. They have lean, firm bodies with powerful arms and legs, and they have long arms with three long fingers and an opposable thumb. Now, their feet have three toes and one recessed fourth that is toward the back side of the ankle. So it, it kind of, you know, looks like a claw mm-hmm. kind of thing with one toe pointing to the back. Like a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, now, the claws are short and blunt. Um, this says they do not have nipples on their upper torso, nor do they have a navel, which, I mean. It, it, you just had to throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> I did, and I'm still questioning. There's some of my notes that I may skip over a little later because it gets worse. He's been trying to work nipples in, into a show for months. and A hundred and something episodes. Here it is. Here it is. Finally. <laughs> finally got to talk nipples, and it wasn't gratuitous. But, I mean, if you think about it, uh, nipples and navels are very... They're, they're, but they're characteristics of mammals. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. They're very mammalian characteristics. So, you know, that would make you think, uh, so they're not human. They're 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 not, not, they're not even mostly human. Right. (laughs) They don't feed their young that way. And they're they're not connected like live birth with a navel. So are they egg born? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have an umbilical cord in an egg. Right. So. so, they say they have scaled skin that is usually greenish-brown in color. Some also have coffee-colored scales that have dark green-colored rims. Now, the scales or scoots on their backs, thighs, and upper arms are usually larger. Their hands, abdomen, and face are covered with smaller scales, allowing for more flexibility. They have wide, lipless mouths, and the majority of them are reported to have differentiated types of teeth, including canines. So big, like, fang things there. Um, they, they don't necessarily have the molars, premolars, canines, and uh, incisors that we have. Now, 
the reptilians have either large black eyes or they uh, with vertical slits for pupils or their eyes that are white with flame-colored vertical slits as pupils. Their heads are slightly conical in shape and have two bony ridges riding from their brow across their back uh, of the across their back of that skull, the sloping skull as it goes down and toward the back of their head. So they've they've got a double like a double ridge on their head. Yeah, well it's cuz what you're describing is they don't have you know stereo vision. You know, their right. their eyes aren't necessarily focused forward. They're mm-hmm. they're more to the side like, you know, what we would think of as a traditional, you know, reptile. Right. And this says that throughout history, these bony ridges on their head may have been misinterpreted as horns. Um, rather than seeing them as ridges, they thought, oh, these, these reptilian beings have horns. Mm-hmm. Now, it says there appears to be no bridge between the reptilians' eyes. Their nasal openings are at the end of a small flattened nose and are described as two small slits that slant upwards in like a V formation. So they don't have these big old oval nose holes that we've got here. As I stick my finger up my nose. (laughs) So they weren't big nose pickers. No, no, they they didn't have a reason to be. If they got the the tongue, they can just get up in there with their tongue. (laughs) That's why they have a forked tongue, so they can reach Exactly. And that V-shaped nose. We're we're discovering things that science has not discovered. That's right. Come on now. Get on our level. (laughs) (laughs) So some experiencers have reported seeing small openings where ears are expected to be, but no flesh folds extending from the side of their heads, kind of like we have. So again, they have reptilian ears. They have ear holes, but no ear flappies. Right. Um, Reptilian beings apparently have no body or facial hair. Occasionally, eyewitnesses observe reptilian beings with a thin fleshy spines on their chin like i bearded dragons would have those little uh-huh yeah they uh, got them pointy things on there you know um, and from a distance they say these spines are often misidentified as hair um now reptilians have tails and non-tailed versions um the the tails vary in size and are often observed as being held up off the ground. So they're not just dragging the tails. They're able to hold them up with some dexterity. Um, They say their posteriors are either like that of a human with a vertical slit shielding their excretory orifice. um, You can say it. You can say it. It's their butthole. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So sometimes they got cheeks like we do, and sometimes they don't. Um, to to go off script here from this uh, source, <laughs> they, um, but uh, yeah, so I guess not a lot of people have paid a whole lot of attention to the the backside of these reptilian aliens. And the part that I'm deciding whether or not to talk about, I'm just going to touch on real quick. Um, I'll say this. A lot of them are described as having cloacas rather than what we have. So 
rather than getting in graphic detail. If you know what a cloaca is, fantastic. You'll know what I'm talking about. If not, look it up. You It'll Google, explain you it. Google it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Birds have cloacas. Um, right. A lot of a lot of reptiles now do have cloacas. Yeah, they do. Bearded dragons do. Right. So there you go. Yeah. So, you know, Adam's told us how, you know, what these reptilian beings look like. But, I mean, I, I, I've not ever seen what looked like a nine-foot lizard walking around in a three-piece suit. You know, just like, what are you looking at? You know, you sta- standing on the train, you know, going to work, carrying a briefcase. You know, we're, yeah, we're not this is seeing me, guy. these. But there's a reason for that. It's because they have, they have learned to disguise themselves as humans and it's it goes way beyond just you know <laughs> it's like et you know wearing wearing the little hat and the wig and the dress <laughs> you know it, that's not it you know that, that that's not a that's not a good disguise you know they, they're a little more sophisticated than that <laughs> yeah they they have they have either managed to um cloak their appearance with some type of advanced technology to where they can appear human or you know they they have in in some theories have managed to i can't come up with a better term than possess a a human being i think that's a decent term i mean you know they 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 manipulate a human to be able to take them over um and and i think that is more of the theory of of how they've done this and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute but, but it's like it. major chameleonism yeah you got it but there's rather than changing color they're changing body yeah but but these theorists have come up with a way to identify if a human may or or, or may not be a reptilian being or, or have a reptilian being, uh, controlling them. So look for the cloaca. So look for the cloaca. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But one, one feature is, is the predominance of green or hazel eyes that change color like a chameleon or, or blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So maybe Ashley's a, reptilian yeah me too so um (laughs) piercing eyes is another one which i'm like really okay so piercing eyes you know that 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 look like they're looking through you um true red or reddish hair so i I guess you're gonna have to combine that with a lot of these other ones because there's a lot Mm. of redheads walking around and it doesn't (laughs) You know, uh, you know, you you find a lot of redheaded, green-eyed people. I mean, doesn't mean they're all reptilian, right? You know, it might mean or they're Irish. It? You know, yeah. it doesn't mean all Irish people are reptilian. <laughs> you know, it's it's just saying, you know, okay, we're gonna, we're, we, you know, you gotta have you gotta have more than one of these, okay? Sure. sure. Uh, a sense of not belonging to the human race. I, I don't, well. I don't know that I've ever met anyone that I thought, you know, that guy. He really doesn't think he belongs to the human race. <laughs> yeah, right. It's How like, do you determine that? <laughs> I mean, you're just having a casual conversation and this guy says something. And you're like, ah, wait, this guy, he he doesn't think he's human. You know? He's like, you know, Bob, 
I don't think I belong here. I'm not one of you humans. That's right. You know, okay. Low blood pressure. Okay. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Low blood pressure. I will we'll just get a, a deep compassion for the fate of mankind. Okay. All right. Okay. So, you know, a, a, a lot of these, uh, uh, that would mean that a lot of these, uh, these these naturists and these conser- uh, conservationists—they're all—they're all, they're all mm-hmm. reptilian. Yeah, you know, maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Um, a keen keen sight or hearing—you know, somebody Fighter can pilots. see. You know, you, you meet this redhead, and she can see really well, and she can hear stuff from across the room. She tells you that she doesn't really think she belongs to the human race. You check her blood pressure, and you're like, God dang, you know. Now, fin- I knew you were a reptile. I finally meet, I finally meet somebody that I can connect with, and she's a reptile. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've told my mom for years that she was cold blooded because she'd never warm. But I don't, I don't think that means she's a reptile. Cold blooded. Yeah. 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 Or these make more sense: psychic ability or ESP. Okay. So, so now, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, so they have some kind of some kind of second sight. Um, that is a theory that all aliens have that. Yeah. So unexplained scars on their body, which I don't know who. If I see a scar on another person and 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 they they tell me about it, then it's no longer unexplained. What what would maybe think is like what they've got a scar and they can't tell you how they got it. Okay. Right. And I don't normally ask people about their scars. I mean, it's right. not like I. Hey, tell me about that. You know, <laughs> that's a that's a conversation killer right there. But how'd you get that yep. thing on your face? Yeah, so, Bob, <laughs> what happened to your nose? Tell me. It's just usually not something that you want to bring up. You know? No. Um, UFO connections. I don't know what it means by connections. You know, it's like, hey, man, got- if we if we need to get a UFO. I got connections. <laughs> right. They got euphonauts on speed dial is what it is. And hold on. I got this. I got this. It's like, it's like, I was like, I got a used car dealership, you know, he's like, man, yeah, right? I could put you in something that'll get you to Mars and back in 10 hours. Just, you need a late model Venus Rover. I got one of those. I got connections, <laughs> man. How much a petrol for this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the capability to disrupt electrical appliances. Now, that's this, me. This may this may be me too, because <laughs> I'm telling you, I I am I am I am not a, a technologically dumb person. I am, in my opinion, I'm pretty savvy. I mean, you know, I can I can handle stuff. But there is there is one piece of equipment that. I am doomed to screw up, and that is a copy machine. I, yep. I touch a copy machine, and it's like, you know, oh, red alert, red alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this guy, I, you know, I mean, I, I have literally torn up just about every copy. I, I went out. I, I don't go to my office every day. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I may, maybe I go in there at the most once a week. So I'm in my office the other day and and the copy machine that's been there and tormented me for years now <laughs> is no longer there. It has been replaced. 
by a much larger, a, a much angrier, a much angrier. It, it's it's <laughs> it's like this dark metal gray color. The other one was this <laughs> the weird off white. You know, yeah. It always happy white. It, it always had fingerprints on it where people had changed mm-hmm. the toner and didn't wash their you know didn't wear gloves and they they you hope it's toner. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, yes, yeah, you know, it hated yeah. me. But I looked at this thing, and I, I'll be honest with you. I was a little intimidated. I was like, oh, where'd the old copier go? Oh, we got this one. Yeah, yeah. we just started yeah. getting getting to be friends. This one looks like it means business. <laughs> Dude, I, I tell you, every time I, <laughs> every time I go to Walmart or something like that, I tell the cashier that something's probably going to go wrong when I try to slide my card because <laughs> electronics hate me. Every time I got money in the bank, but your reader screws up or your computer screws up. Sorry. That's, yeah. I mean, they hate me. So, you know, I don't, I don't have red hair. I, I have red. I used to have reddish hair. What the red that was in my hair is now gray. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, I, I don't think I have piercing eyes. I, I do have green eyes. Um, I'm, I'm pretty well settled that I'm, I'm a part of the human race. My, my blood pressure is higher than my doctor thinks it should be. Um, mine too. I, I don't really know that I have any psychic abilities. Um, I've got a few scars, but I know where they all came from and I couldn't really say I've got any UFO connections, but these last two, you know, they're, they're the kicker, you know, the, the love of space and science and alien contacts. So, Uh-oh. and we're not talking about those ones you can buy at Halloween where you can put put them in your eye and you have yeah. the little the little weird alien eyes. You know, we're we're talking about you've got a few people on your uh on your speed dial that um somebody's like who's uh who's Zork? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend gets your phone and she's like, "Listen, you know, Zork has been texting you all night and I want to know who <laughs> is this." You know, yeah. <laughs> Mork from Orc has been calling I, you know, for the past three days. You know, Nanu I, Nanu. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm making fun of a lot of this because some of this is just kind of like what? It's what we do, man. I it's guarantee you. I guarantee you. I I know. I know people that fit at least seven or eight of these criteria. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I worked with several of them. But but we're you're, we're going to get into this in, in a little bit. Where where people these the these conspiracy theorists have have taken these characteristics and have projected them onto famous well known people and the possibility that they may not be entirely human, right? So so we're gonna we're gonna get into that, but um. But where we've talked about ancient history, Adam, you know, and, mm-hmm. and 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 why we believe that people might might consider the idea of of, of reptilians, you know, ha- having some type of uh, impact on ancient history. But why would people believe this now? Well, we would be. Kicked out of the podcast community. If we talked about... <laughs> We'd be ex- excommunicated. Exactly. If we talked about reptilians and we did not mention David Icke. And I bet all of y'all went, oh, yeah, David Icke. Yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> How could you forget? 
<laughs> right. So who is David Icke? Well, he's an English conspiracy theorist and former footballer. And this is English football. This is not American football. Yeah, right. So this is soccer. He was a soccer player. Um, and he's a, he was a sports broadcaster. Now, he's the author of over 20 books and a lot of DVDs. So that tells you how long he's been doing it if he's got DVDs. Um, and he's lectured in over 25 countries, speaking for up to 10 hours to audiences. 10 hours. So le- lectured for 10 hours on this stuff. I, I don't want to hear a lecture about anything for 10 hours. I'm with you, man. man that makes, I need bathroom that makes breaks my, and food. It makes my butt numb just thinking about it. Right, right. My ADD goes crazy <laughs> thinking about that. Originally working as a BBC television sports presenter, Ike claims he saw former British Prime Minister Ted Heath's eyes turn black while the two waited for a Sky News interview in 1989. In 1990, while spokesman for the Green Party, he visited a psychic who, he said, told him he had been placed on Earth for a purpose and would begin to receive messages from the spirit world. Now, the events led him to announce the following year that he was a, quote, son of the Godhead, and that the world would soon be devastated by tidal waves and earthquakes, a prediction he repeated on the BBC's primetime show, Wogan. The show turned him from a respected household name into someone who had received widespread public ridicule. And you can, and you, can you can go and watch this. I, exactly. I did. And you need to. I mean, they literally, the, this audience literally is just laughing. They tore him apart. Laughing man. at this guy. Yep. And, and they're, they're laughing and he says something like, I'm glad we could laugh because, you know, laughter is good for the soul. And the host goes, <laughs> but they're laughing at you, not with you. And he goes, that's fine. Uh, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing near you. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. We're laughing about you, sir. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it. If you haven't, when you're done here, go, go watch that interview. Um, just search David Ike interview and you'll find yeah, it. It's there. Now, Ike believes that the universe is made up of quote vibrational energy and consists of an infinite number of dimensions that share the same space. Okay, I, I, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you here. So far, I'm with you. I can believe this. Now, he believes that an interdimensional race of reptilian beings called the Archons or the Anunnaki have hijacked the Earth. And that a genetically modified human archon hybrid race of shape shifting reptilians, also known as the quote Babylonian Brotherhood, the Illuminati, or the quote elite, manipulate global events to keep humans in constant fear so the archons can feed off of the negative energy that this creates. Okay. Starting to starting to back away from you here mm-hmm. a little bit. This mm-hmm. is uh, I you know. I mean, parts of that, okay, I can I can see, and other parts of that, I mean, they're they're starting to get a little on the woo side. Yeah, woo. Yeah. So he claims that many prominent figures belong to the Babylonian Brotherhood and are propelling humanity towards an Orwellian global fascist state, 
or a new world order. A post-truth era where freedom of speech is ended. Ike believes that the only way this archontic influence can be defeated is if people wake up to, quote, the truth and they fill their hearts with love. Stay woke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'll notice that a lot of a lot of people who have this theory or similar theories or their alien contactees, their statement is you need to be happy and spread joy and love through the world. Right. Hey, did you ever see that, the movie that's a they, common they thread. Live? The Rowdy Roddy Piper? No, no. Okay. So, you know, that whole idea that, you know, there were all these alien beings um, disguised as humans. And, of course, Rowdy Roddy Piper gets these glasses that allows him to see all this stuff. Oh, yeah. He's lo- He looks at the sign, and it's like an ad for, you know, cigarettes or something and it says like obey you know i remember seeing like uh, uh um not a trailer but like ads for that i never saw that movie yeah i remember that that thing you're describing i don't I remember re- i don't remember them necessarily being reptilian i don't i don't think I, don't, I can't i can't recall it's been a long time since i saw that movie um i just remember it has the best line it, where he he walks in with the, the shotgun in the bank and he says i have come here to chew bubble gum and to kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great, it's a great line. Um, but you know that whole that whole idea that you know they're they're promoting this this sense of well being or you know this uh, this idea that everything is okay and this this human existence it's you know all the things that you run into. It's it's all going to be fine, and if you just love one another and you get along, and and you're peaceful, you know it's this this idea that it's it's mind control. Mm-hmm. It's like if if we can herd these humans, you know, into into a group, we can control them, you know, through through advertise, advertising through the media, you know, and and if we can infiltrate politics, then we can. We can form laws and policies and guidelines and, and they'll adhere to them because it's the government telling them to do so. You right, know, right. And, and you know, that that takes this conspiracy theory on a whole nother level because the whole the whole idea that, you know, you know, we're sheep and the government just guides us in the direction that we're supposed to go, that they want us to go, and everybody just as we a, talked about that in that uh um, secret societies secret society episode, episode we did. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always that that idea that there's there's some kind of under underlying organization that runs everything. You know, you know, one group says it's the Masons, another group says it's the Skulls, this group says it's the Reptilians. You know, whatever the there's, Illuminati. Nothing is exactly what it seems. Yeah, the Illuminati. Nothing is what it seems. Everything is, you know. I mean, you take it so far, it's like, okay, well, the, we're, we live in the matrix. You know, every, everything we experience is not real. You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. it, it's all just variations on, on this same theme. So if the world is run by either alien beings or, or some, maybe some super race of reptilian creatures, they're not alien at all. They just, they've just right. been here longer than the rest of us. 
and, sure. and they they know how stuff works and here comes along these regular humans and they're just like okay we, you know we, we don't want to kill these things off but you know we can exploit this yeah we got to we got to control them some in some fashion um we we've got to know some of them right you know we, sure. we got to know who they You'd are think. i mean there 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 is a lot of this lighthearted humor that surrounds this whole this celebrity is an alien thing but some theorists put forth arguments as to why certain famous personalities may or may not be entirely human. Now, honestly, a lot of these arguments are, they're shaky at best, but they're fun. So we're going to take a look at them and and we're going to see just who's been in the crosshairs of the reptilian conspiracy. Adam, you know, today was just, it was one of the most stressful days that I've had in a long time. And I just finally had to put everything up and grab my phone and sit down and play Best Fiends. I mean, it just allowed me to forget all of the stuff I was dealing with and just focus on playing this amazing little game right and that that's very true I, I do that myself a lot of times because it is a mental palate cleanser and you can focus on these puzzle solving problem solving aspects of best fiends and sure it's a challenging puzzle game but it's also a casual game you don't have to be a gamer in order to play this i'm definitely not a gamer i know matt you're not a gamer um you can play it for as little time as you want or as much time as you want. If you want to do like Matt does and when he's having a rough day, pop on and play it for five or ten minutes to clear your mind, great. If you want to sit down and play it for hours, you can do that too. Um, you know, I, I, I play it every night and Ashley usually plays it every night too. It's something we do kind of before we go to bed and we got a lot of people in the graveyard that play it and you can connect with people once you reach a certain level, you can connect with people there and, you know, share gifts and stuff with each other. So it's a great way to connect with your friends on Facebook. And, you know, I'm up to almost to level 200. Um, Ashley has blown past me. And I, I know that's about the same for you and Amanda, right? Yeah, we're all chasing Amanda and I'm I'm, uh. I'm bringing up the rear, but, it, but it's okay. You know, I, I, I like the little time that I have to sit down and play with these amazing, cute little characters. You know, I, I don't have to invest in a lot of time. And, I, and I, I'm still advancing through this game at my own pace sure. because, like Adam said, it's just, it's casual, but it's fun. And it, it stimulates your brain and it's a way to just shake everything off and you know, it, it, for me, it always inspires a little bit more creativity. So you too can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect a ton of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. That's right. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. Now, some 
some celebrities have garnered attention due to their level of interest in certain areas. Remember, we brought that up when I was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, if you had an interest in space. And, and people are going to say we're eight we're uh, reptilians now, Matt. Oh yeah. Well, I just yeah. have a feeling we're going we're going to be labeled as reptilians. Well, look, the next time somebody sees me come in there and screw up the copy machine, you know, they're gonna, yeah, this guy, you know, he's yeah. not human. And see, all we're doing, Matt, we're spreading disinformation so that we're joking right. about it and we're we're making people we not had, believe it. While the whole time we're reptilians <laughs> ourselves, we we had and no we're idea. Just, we're thickening the plot here. We're either reptilians or we're being controlled by them, one or the other. Eh, either way, I'm fine. But as far as this interest in space, um, the names that come up, Elon Musk and, and Richard Branson, and, and both have a pretty significant stake in getting into space. You know, mm-hmm. Branson won the $10 million and Sorry X Prize as the first privately developed manned rocket to reach space. As of September 2019, his company Virgin Galactic is offering suborbital flights at an altitude of 50 miles. Hmm. So, you know, on one of these flights, passengers get to see the Earth from a perspective that humans rarely see and even experience a few minutes of weightlessness before the spacecraft lands. And Elon Musk, he he not only continues to work on sending his SpaceX rockets, you know, beyond the stratosphere, but he's developed products, you know, from self-driving battery powered cars to personal flamethrowers. Well, and if you just listen to Elon Musk talk, that man is, he's lizard like, I mean, he, yeah. I, I love him. He, he's my boy. Yeah. Me and Elon Musk, we're like this, we're tight, but that man has got to be reptilian. If you listen to him speak <laughs> for any length of time. Yeah, I mean, I love him, but dang, he's different. He's different. I all I know is I, I want I want a flamethrower. Oh, me too. I mean, it uh, it's not a flamethrower. It's called not a flamethrower. So he could sell them. He couldn't sell them if it. <laughs> yeah, if if he called it a flamethrower, they wouldn't let they, him sell it. So he had to call it, it if you call it a flamethrower. Look, it's not a gun. Yeah, yeah he, he had to sell it as not a flamethrower so that he could actually sell the thing. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. I love that, though. Yeah. You know, just imagine, you know, the first one. You know, it's like, I want to throw fire on these guys over there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. I, I mean, the, I don't want to get close. Can I propel it some way? Fire. But, Whoa, so, fire. Fire. <laughs> Sorry, that was my best beavis. I love it. All right. So, I mean, I don't know. Is it much of a stretch to think that, you know, the, these billionaires are really aliens or some kind of super race? I mean, they, they, they come up with all these ideas and things that, you know, it's like if, if this was easy to come up with, you know, everybody'd be doing it. Sure. You know, so maybe they are working on a non-human level. But some folks make this conspiracy list based on their looks. And, you know, Adam and I, we we definitely are not people that, you know, we, we we can't judge anybody on their appearance at all. You, know? so, hey, you speak you know. for yourself, uh-huh. Matt. I am beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you look at some people's unique appearance, and, and to these folks, it makes them a little suspect. Carl Lagerfeld, for example. Now, you, you never see him without his sunglasses on, and, and mm-hmm. he's got that, that, that just platinum white hair. You know, it's always right. perfect. And, and not to mention, 
that you know that he he's got his his fashion sense. I mean, he dresses like that he shops on another planet. You know, mm-hmm. and and the same could be said for David Bowie, who was unique enough without taking it a step further when he transformed into Ziggy Stardust. Right. Benedict Cumberbatch, he's another one. His appearance to some is very similar to descriptions of alien beings. And if, if you, if you kind of look at him, you're, you're, you're kind of like, there's something different about him. You look at his eyes and you're kind of like, you, you're just, you're different. You know, he's not, he's not ugly. He's not weird. It's just, you look at him and you go, there's something about you. You know, and with a with a name like Benadryl Cucumber Patch, you you have to you have to think he's not from around here. You know, Benadryl Cucumber Patch. <laughs> That's one of the better ones I've heard. <laughs> but it's, it's you know it's kind of like walking up and seeing a guy with no eyebrows. You know, yeah, you, you don't really know what's wrong, but you're looking at him like, yeah, I'm gonna take the next elevator. Hey, <laughs> your forehead is extremely large. What happened? But Anderson Cooper, he's another one that people have, they've actually said that Anderson Cooper is an alien vampire because of his, his pale complexion and, and just the way he looks. And hey, Anderson Cooper, Phew. you know, he's, he's an all right looking guy, but you know, I've always thought that Tilda Swinton l- looked a little alien. Like, you know, she's, <laughs> she's another one of those. You kind of look at her and you're like, you look different. You now, know, you're, hey, you're not, you're not yeah. ugly. Knowing what I know about Tilda, she she'd go, "Hell yeah, I am." Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. She she embraces it, and she does. Oh yeah, Tilda Swinton yeah. embraces this this you know what people say about this. You know, yeah, I love that about her. I love. I mean, that. she 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 goes full bore after it. I mean, you know, it's fantastic. Read, read her Twitter account. I mean, you know, she she's after it. Mm-hmm. But but some sometimes it's it's behavior that um that that triggers this belief that you know they may not be necessarily human and, and a lot of it is you know this this bizarre you know eccentricity i mean you know it's just like why why do you do this why do you do it you know especially in the music business you know and that's mm-hmm. you know this, this strange strange talent you know that this these people just seem to rise and they have just unbelievable talent and then you, you you see them and you get to you get to experience a part of how they are and you're like man they're so yeah. weird i love man i worked in worked in the music business for 15 years and if aliens are gonna be among the humans it's gonna be in the music industry oh yeah absolutely man <laughs> dealing with some of those people it's like you are not from earth are you wanting that <laughs> you want what now <laughs> But let's say, for example, like Madonna. Now, you know, her rise to fame put a spotlight on her strange outlandish behavior. And Lady Gaga is like Madonna on steroids. Oh, yeah. She's an alien. I mean, you know, wearing a dress made of meat, you know, arrive at the red carpet in an egg, a la, you know, mork for mork. Um, Mm -hmm. At what point do you say, I'm super talented and people enjoy my work? So do I really need to do all this stuff to keep myself in the news? <laughs> right. I mean, maybe it's considered normal behavior where they come from. 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, that's just how you go to red carpets is in an egg right. or in a meat suit. <laughs> that's right. You know, it's like, why aren't the rest of you in eggs? You know, yeah. what's the problem here? Prince. Uh, did you see those people? They were not wearing a meat dress. How did they come to an event like this and they were not wearing a meat dress? I know. You know, but Prince. Prince is another one. You know, probably one of the most prolific songwriters in history. On, on top of being an amazingly talented performer. And, and he also sported this elaborate wardrobe that appeared to have cosmic undertones. You know, and, and he was, his personality was weird. You know, it's like he was often unapproachable and and very aloof and then suddenly was totally down to earth pun intended um hmm. you know prince he, he fits the bill you know and his talent level puts him i mean that guy was so talented he had to have been off planet oh, yeah. somewhere yeah i mean you know it just you know strange you know weird lifestyle and, and uber talented you know it, it's just I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he wasn't human. Um, but you know, and and you know, he was a pretty talented basketball player, if you believe Charlie Murphy. Mm-hmm. You know, a cat can ball. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, <Ba-dum-tsh. laughs> but uh, but the one that takes the cake in this category is none other than the sequin gloved, skin lightning, baby dangling, monkey owning, moonwalking king of pop, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lifestyle that few could even try to understand. You know, Michael Jackson to this day is considered one of the most talented and most eccentric people that ever walked the planet. And, and you know, theorists present the idea that their reptilian slash alien intelligence gives them the talent to be so influential through music but the extra attention gives the public a peek into their strange, otherworldly personality and lifestyle. Yeah, he's another one that, that if talent is anything, he was so talented that he could, I mean, it could be alien intellect. But, you know, this idea that how, how do we influence, you know, if, if, you, if you're going to buy into this, how would this, this either alien race or super ancient race control humans and it's through influence you know and and music i mean for centuries has influenced human you know emotion and behavior you know time and time and time again so using the music industry to 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 somehow present a message or to promote harmony or peace or whatever you know, it, it doesn't really sound that far off base. But again, you, you've got to open your mind to this. You 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 mm-hmm. can't just sit here and listen to this and be like, nope, 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 nope. Have a little fun, right. you know, think outside the box and, you know, think like a conspiracy theorist. You know, if, if you're not one, think like one and go, yeah, I could see where this could happen. You know, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. But. Public influence is not the only power these beings seem to be after. You know, you can only do so much. But many political figures have been listed as possible reptilian humanoids whose positions of power give them control over the rest of humanity. Queen Elizabeth has been discussed as being reptilian. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) just look at her. She's 93. Yep. She doesn't look and still, or act 93. And still spry as ever. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I think Prince Charles is pretty much given up on her dying anytime soon. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine, you know, she's like, you know, turning 80, and, and I can see Prince Charles over there just rubbing his hands together. Anytime mm-hmm. now. Anytime no. I'm going to be the King of England. Not realizing she was a reptilian alien and is going to outlive him. <laughs> That's right, to the point where he's like, man, by the time I get I get to be here, I'm going to be too old. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, she's still going. So, I, you know, I could see where people would, would begin to think that kind of stuff. Um, George W. Bush also makes this list, which in reality, I, I don't know that I see that. Um, Man, if he can't, he has trouble speaking words sometimes, like coming up with the right words. He might be not able to interpret English well, and he's still speaking his alien language. Maybe. I mean, but, you know, it w- it took a lot of strategy for him to get right. where he was. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I mean, you know, again, with the conspiracy theory, I mean, a lot of people believe that he was able to orchestrate a war against Iraq that met his own personal agenda. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people in history that have, that have tried to do something similar and been unsuccessful. And a lot of people believe that he was, you know, it all depends on how right. you look at it, but probably the most common political name to surface in the reptilian discussion is Clinton, Bill and Hillary, both. I did not come down from that spaceship. <laughs> I, di- I did not. I mean, you know, uh, all, all joking aside, the, the, the Clintons are polarizing individuals, to say the least. You know, sure. and there are more stories about the two. I mean, they, they've, they've got plenty of stories about them individually and together. So I think all of the conspiracies that follow them around just are ripe for the picking when it comes to somebody going, there's reptilians in the government. Well, who? Mm-hmm. The Clintons, for one. Okay, you know, if you're going to buy into this, you know, I, I'd say it, it, it begins and ends <laughs> with the Clintons being reptilians. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the one I hear all the time. I'm sorry, I can't, that, I can't say it without laughing. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I mean, this whole I, this whole thing, people, is very humorous to Matt and I. This whole thing that these political figures, these uh, 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 musicians are reptilian humanoids. If you haven't been able to tell by as much as we've been joking this whole episode... This is this is way out there it stuff is. to I'm, to Matt and I, I mean, you know, and and it's, it's hilarious fringy. that people believe this. It's yeah. it is way fringy. But now maybe one day we you know we will be proven wrong, uh, yeah, and yeah. Matt and I Matt and I will eat our words. That's right. But you know, one of them has to come out on national television before I'll believe That's it. That's right. I'm and then I'll still kind of question. I'm it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see the lizard man in the suit, you know, behind a podium mm-hmm. going, all right, here it is. <laughs> you, know, yeah. it's, you know, it's what you got. It's like, <laughs> it's like in the Simpsons when Kang and Kodos take over and they take over the, the bodies of uh, Bob Dole and uh, <laughs> Clinton yeah. and, and they're, 
uh, they run, you know, and it, they're they're like up there talking, and and they've dropped the guys of one being Bob Dole and one being Clinton, and they're uh, they're now just full on alien up there. That's what it's going to yeah, take. I'm going to have right. to see an alien up <laughs> on the podium leading the country, you know, but named Kang. But but like I said in the intro, there are people that believe that they have had direct contact with reptilian being. So one blogger named UFO Chick reported on her personal experience with reptilian beings. Now she said, and this is a quote, that night I awoke in my energy body laying beside a reptilian being on a bed with two grays. Assuming she means two two gray aliens, mentally holding me down. I broke loose and attacked. I tried to kill the bastard with my bare hands. Then I was back in my physical body, feeling the reptilian slam my energy body's head into a wall. I laughed and taunted him. Suddenly, my energy body came back. I was whole, elated, and triumphant. Um, I I hope you guys understand that better than. And I did, and this is about the twentieth time I've read it. Um, but but apparently, she uh, she did go on and and describe what she meant by this um, in an email exchange with the Atlantic Wire. Uh, she explains the difference between her energy and physical bodies. She says the most common ways the reptilians access humans are through the dream state, posing as a romantic or sexual partner or through drug or alcohol abuse, which lowers the body's energy vibration and allows access. I'm not really sure that explains it exactly, but, but, but Dana compares reptilian control with demonic possession, as we mentioned earlier, suggesting that claims are, in fact, manifestations of, you know, possession that this dream state interaction between reptilians and humans are benign until either the human wants them to stop or the dreams become nightmares. So what, what I, what I take from this is that this energy body is maybe your, your soul for, for, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, you know, your, you know, what, what makes you, you that your, your body is just the physical, your your physical vehicle and the soul is you or your energy body is is you and it's like what happens when you uh uh like remote view or have an out of body experience yeah bingo that's it so the the reptilian supposedly can can affect the energy body and then take control of the physical body mm. and so she says the end goal of the reptilian is to inhabit and control the human's physical body for its own use. Now, they are beings who wish to access our our realm and cannot in their own bodies. She says, there are no reptoids. There are just regular people under the control of reptile-like entities from elsewhere in the universe. So, So according to UFO chick theory, that... The reptilians are not really here. They are somewhere else in the universe, but they have the ability to take over the human body and remote control it. Yeah. And, and just kind of, you know, okay. 
you know, but the, the, you see all these videos of these people like Justin Bieber standing in court, and everybody sees his eyes kind of go, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like the it's like the thing in Men in Black where the you know the guy's eyelids do that, the his eye his yeah, they blink, blink sideways. Yeah, and he's like you know he's breathing, yeah. you know, okay, wh- whatever. Are they here? Or are they not here? UFO chicks theory says they're not here. They can just kind of remote control, as Adam said, the hum- human bodies. But but she goes on to describe how they do this. She says this may happen through manipulation, lies, and false promises. It's like the old idea of making a deal with the devil, or through malevolent means, which the human can only tolerate for so long before they give in. Which sounds more like a demonic possession. You know, I can mm-hmm. I can only deal with this inner torment so much before I just have to give up and and let them take control. And we talked about that in the beginning that some people mistook like reptilian humanoids or, or reptoids um, as demons or devils. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Dr. Susan Clancy has studied post-traumatic stress disorder while earning her Ph.D. at Harvard. She's written two books on the subject of belief in alien interaction, including Abducted, how people come to believe they were kidnapped by aliens. Now, she also uh, spoke with the Atlantic Wire, and she suggests that Dana, the UFO chick experiences with reptilians, were similar to others that Clancy had interviewed. Now, Dr. Clancy says, in most cases, the belief emerges as an explanation for unusual or disturbing Symptoms or experiences, for example, episodes of lost time while driving, nosebleeds, bruises on the body, sexual problems, loneliness, sleep paralysis, and other sleep problems. People already familiar with widely available cultural scripts of alien abductions begin to search for answers to their own weird experiences. And the result? I wonder if what I read or watched is what happened to me. So Dr. Clancy is essentially saying that some type of trauma in your life or, or, or some, you know, disturbing condition or situation has, has caused people to latch on to the idea that they've been abducted by aliens because their situation may fit into something they've watched on television or read, you know, right. It's we, we can go back to the Betty and Barney Hill case where, mm-hmm. where they had this, they, you know, where, where they had arrived home, you know, they couldn't account for this amount of time. You know, they they were like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. You know, we were just right here and now we're here. Where did all this time go? Um, I think everybody can can say they've experienced that, even if it's just for a few minutes where your brain just kind of takes a vacation for a little bit. And you just kind of like, what the the hell was I just doing? You don't know what happened for that short period of time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it happens to everybody, but. If it happens for a longer period of time, it can be much more disconcerting. And um, what Dr. Clancy is saying is, so you watch a show where somebody says they were abducted by aliens and they talk about lost time. 
Um, and then you begin to think that that happened to me. That that's that's right, what's wrong right. with me. That's what's going on with me. You have unexplained no, nosebleeds. I was probed. You know, I was somebody. Somebody mm-hmm. put something in my nose. They were trying to look at my brain or something. Um, or or you wake up and you've got bruises on your body and you don't know why. You know, you're like, I, I was abducted by an alien and they they tortured me or, or I was I was held captive and these bruises are indicator that I you know I was tied to something. So so a lot of people, what Dr. Clancy says, you know, they they manifest this idea based on things that they don't truly understand things that are very disturbing to them. Now, she goes on to clarify that much like the alien abduction interviewees that she's spoken with, people with belief in reptilian control often use this to interpret a trauma in their life. She suggests that the the conflation of alien belief with religious overtones is also common, as in Dana's description of reptilians having, quote, had many names throughout history, including demons. Clancy says, most people believe in God or a God, and there's no scientific data to support that belief either. You just substitute angels with aliens, and abductions could be a 21st century religious experience. Yeah. You know, so you had a, you know, if you you be, you believe in angels and something weird happened and I was contacted by angels. You have a different belief mm-hmm. set, or you know maybe this experience was not pleasant. Well, I was abducted by aliens. She sure. she's kind of saying that the two may uh, may not uh, may not be so different. Now she says uh, they asked her if it. it if one who believes in abduction or contact or reptilians or whatnot, can they be reasoned away from it? And she says, you can argue someone away from a belief, but once they have actual memories, you can't. She says she, she's tried, which is a big mistake. And she says, usually uh, a, a stream of expletives is what you get <laughs> when you try this. Hmm. Right. And and what what she means is if I if I believe something, if I have manifested a memory in my mind that this really happened and I can describe it to you, then you're not going to be able to convince me that it didn't happen or that I'm wrong right. or that what I'm thinking is just a manifestation of some buried trauma. You're you're just not sure. going to yeah. be able to convince me of that. Um she says the main problem that that uh, she sees is that these people want to believe that they were abducted by aliens or controlled by reptilians because it's exciting. You you have a sense of a higher purpose. You're you're special. You know you've you've got a larger meaning. It's hard it's hard to give that up in return for you hard cold boring science. Right, you are the quote son of the Godhead. Yeah, who? I mean, who, David Ike. Who wants to believe that you know they're just living a regular life and they haven't been chosen by these superior beings? Sure. I and mean, that sounds way more fun than just you know getting up and going to work every day. Right. But you know, I I, I like her thought process um, as a as a possible explanation for 
why some people would would latch on to these ideas and and you know we we always ask you know at the end of every show what do you believe well mm-hmm. i think we've pretty much told you what we believe when it comes to reptilians that you know this there there's just there's just so much that's hard to wrap your head around this idea that you know that w- we're somehow being controlled or governed or guided by alien beings. I, right. I, I'm not saying that we we're not sitting here saying we don't believe in aliens or that we don't believe aliens have been here or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. We're we're simply stating that the fact that people say the world is being governed by a secret race of reptilian humanoids who have taken the form of people like the Queen of England and the President of the United States. Exactly. Is it it's a little too far out there for us. Yeah. I mean we don't have the proof of that yet. You know, I mean there's there's documented evidence that you know reptiles have have played a part in developing cultures. And mm-hmm. you know, we we discussed that, you know, earlier on in the show. But this modern idea, and, and uh, you know, for me, honestly, you know, David Icke, he, he's probably the biggest reason I can't, I, I can't buy into this. And it's right. funny because if you, if you listen to him speak just normally, you think that, God, this is, this is a, a sane, normal individual until he starts talking sure. about this. And then you're kind of thinking, where are you going with this, man? I, well, and there's a lot of stuff he talks about in his lectures that are not about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a piece of it, but it's not the whole thing. So it's like you can get into one of his lectures with the other stuff and you can go, yeah, yeah, I see that. I get that. Yep, yep, yep. And then he brings this up and you're like, I'm out. He's not He's nope. not a stupid man. He's no. He's quite intelligent. And you can you can tell just by listening to him. Misguided, maybe. Um, but you know he he's he he's not ignorant by no means. But I think the the idea of this theory, and of course him saying he's son of the Godhead, just kind of makes me. It makes me shy away from this this whole reptilian idea. You know, not not that there's sure. not reptilian beings at. at Somewhere in this universe, I'm not saying that. I don't I don't know that there's enough evidence to say either way, but like Adam said, this idea that we're somehow controlled just I I just I, I can't. <laughs> you know, yep. I can't. It it's it's hard. Um, but like I said, like, it's fun. It's fun to sure, talk about it's absolutely this kind of because it is so it is so fringy. You know, it, it, yep. it and and some of it like I said, if you open your mind, you can go, yeah, I can, I, I can see Elon Musk being from another planet. Yeah, right. You know, I, right. yeah. And, you know. <laughs> and I, I get it. You know, I mean, I could, I could hold with the fact that there were reptilian humanoids that helped humankind out throughout the centuries and they are still here, but I can't bring myself to take that extra leap to 
play with the idea that they are running the entire world. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I can entertain the theory that they have been here and may still be here, but I, I can't take that extra step. I, I just can't yet. If, if there's proof that comes up later that, you know, proves Matt and I wrong in our theory that they don't control the world, then okay, we'll backpedal at that point. That's, you know, and we're bound to backpedal on many That's things right. we've That's said. Right. Uh, but, you know, for now, I, I mean, my thinking is, okay, it's possible that they could be here on Earth either from another world or have always been here. But that's as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah, yeah, me too. So anyway, so we hope we hope you enjoyed our reptilian show. <laughs> but uh, we did. We, we had a lot we of fun. It. We had a lot of fun, you know, with the show. We had, we had a lot of fun researching it, too. Um, but tell us what you think. You know, if, if you may have a really a, a really wild reptilian story that we haven't touched on. Uh, so let us know. And the best way to do that is on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You just go and search Graveyard Tales and, and you'll find us. Um, check out our website while you're at it. It's it's graveyardpodcast.com. And on the website, you can learn more about Adam and myself. You can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise, everything from coffee mugs to baby onesies. Um, and you can become a patron. I'm, I'm wearing a baby onesie right now. <laughs> Man, you ought to see the view that I've got. It is disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's disturbing. And and <laughs> as we ask every show, please go, and if you haven't already, rate and review us on iTunes. That is the easiest way for us to climb up the charts because it makes us easier to find and ultimately brings more people into the graveyard. So. Absolutely. Until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon. Mm-hmm.